there and welcome to the Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. I'm your host, Vidas Pinkavichus. Welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast 129. This is Sunday, January 14, 2018. And today is a special podcast. Uh, uh, our subscribers who know me probably know that I am quite spontaneous person. I don't like to plan too much. So yesterday, when I received an email from a, a Finnish organist, uh, Airi Saloniemi, asking for an opportunity to try out our uh, largest web organ in Lithuania, in our church. I spontaneously said yes. So now Airi and uh, her husband uh, Thomas uh, Saloniemi are next to the organ bench beside me, uh, right to the largest web organ in Lithuania at Vilnius University St. John's Church. Thank you so much, guys, for joining in this conversation, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. It's such a coincidence, right, that we met, and we have so many, uh, you know, intermediate friends, and uh, a moment ago I said, I talked uh, via podcast uh, with Kale Toivio, an organist from Finland, and uh, you both guys know him very well, right? So, uh, before we go any further, uh, could you... Tell a little bit of yourself for our, our global audience uh, from 89 countries. Yeah, I work as an organist uh, and a cantor in Vantaa, which is a city next to Helsinki, our capital. Uh, there's a, a little area called Corso, and we have a small church. We have 17,000 members of the congregation, about, and yeah, I work there as a, like every week I do services and lead choirs and like that. So and hello, Thomas, about you? Hello everyone, my name is Thomas, I'm um, Iris husband and stated. I studied in Sibelius Academy, I played tuba, I graduated a few years ago, but uh, actually I decided to went to a whole different career, so I'm working as a communications now for the healthcare company, but I still play occasionally. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Uh, so we met quite by accident, but of course uh, your uh, love for the pipe organ goes back uh, for decades, right? Could you tell us the story, Airi, how you uh, first fell in love with the organ and uh, who introduced you to this instrument? This is, this is very interesting. I used to study piano playing when I was a kid and when I finished my um, high school. So then I started to think about uh, learning some more music as a profession and I, uh, at that time I didn't know about organ, I didn't know anything about playing that kind of instrument but actually I, pl- I applied for the church music department mm-hmm. of Helsinki and there I fell in love with the organ because the teaching and the, all the studies were so interesting. So. Wonderful. And what about you, uh, Thomas? I know you are a tuba player, right? Yeah. And, and uh, tuba is uh, is distant cousin, right, uh, of of organ. We could say because it has a similar uh, wind uh, uh, 
the sound and organ can imitate a lot of wind instruments. Yes, and they're both wind instruments actually. So the organ is a wind instrument as well. With the tuba. I started playing trumpet when I was, I think, six years maybe. So no one starts off with a tuba because it's like usually twice the size of a <laughs> like little boy, so it's <laughs> difficult to start with. But I started with trumpet and uh, I kind of like kept playing it, not really like liking it, but not hating it enough to stop. So I played it and um, wasn't really good at it. But uh, at one day, it just so happened that there was there was um, a free instrument like this euphonium, a baritone uh-huh. horn, and my teacher was like frustrated with me, like not practicing enough. So he actually gave me this baritone horn and told me that you're either playing that or you stop playing, like I'm done with you. <laughs> and, uh, and that was nice, and I kind of like liked the instruments so much more than trumpet. And uh, I started practicing as things things were going really well and smoothly. And uh, then it just so happened that there was actually two euphonium players, me and the other guy. And the other guy was much better. And there was also there was a like tuba that no one was using, and uh, there was a good teacher there, but no no tuba players. So the teacher just decided that you were moving to tuba. So and this is something we're not talking about. This is just like an order, so you play the tuba. And I was like, okay, well, cool, <laughs> whatever. And so here I am. So basically that that's the way I, I got introduced to the tuba playing. Wonderful. I played a little bit of um, brass instruments myself in, in my early days, a little bit of uh, euphonium and a little bit of tuba too. Um, uh, and not many composers write uh, sonatas, except of course... Uh, Follow Hindemith, right? Uh, do you how early in your uh, tuba career have you played the sonata, famous sonata by Hindemith? I actually played in my graduation recital the Sibelius Academy. Uh-huh. I played that. That's of course like one of the fundamental pieces of tuba repertoire. But nowadays there are more and more pieces for tuba. Like uh-huh. modern composers, contemporary composers use a tuba as a soloistic instrument and. For the earlier material, we don't have it, but we borrow it. For example, I have played with my wife either we played in church many times the um the the the, the um, maybe Bach trio. Some Bachs and uh, what was the um, what were they like to like French horn materials? Mm-hmm. That sits really well. For example, this one at the Aratuna Allegro by Schumann, for example, is a great piece for tuba and piano. So you just played an octave lower, it's originally because French horn, but it's anyway played with cello and oboe. Um, so it just doesn't really matter. It's music is music. Wonderful. Uh, do you like the music of uh, Paul Hindemith, Ivy? Yes, a lot. Actually, it's a co- coincidence because uh, I used to play my B exam with organ and I also played Hindemith's sonata with the organ. Mm-hmm. So Which one? Uh, there are three. Was it the second? Second, yes. Uh, yeah. In B, I think. <laughs> uh, it's a quiet first moment, uh, I think. Uh, then it could be the first one, maybe. Oh, then the first one. Yeah. It's a long one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like the music because you have to, first you have to play it a lot, unless you get to know into Hindemith's musical world, and then you fell in love, love with the music. So it takes a little time, but after it, you always know it by heart. True. Uh, Thomas, uh, Thomas, uh, what is the most uh, challenging uh, thing for you when you practice your instrument? I know it will relate to a, a lot of people who are playing organ too, because it's it's all connected, right? 
Well, we have to carry the thing around. The organ to stay still. <laughs> I like every humor. Well, of course, like all the instruments have like their difficult aspects, and all the instruments have like some of the parts that are easier. But I think for the cuba playing, like it goes. I think the same with pretty much all the instruments. It's like how to like master your technique so you can focus on the music and how to like kind of like automate as much as possible about like the whole physical thing of the playing so you, you don't have to think about it anymore so you just have to practice practice and practice until everything is like on your spinal cord so you can just focus on the music instead of like fingering saying like body balance and posture and impressor so it takes a lot of hours right uh, how many like 10,000 hours rule do you know this famous uh, calculation uh, someone said like it takes 10,000 hours to master anything mm-hmm. I don't know it can be that it can be less it can be more but um It depends where you start, right? With which uh, yeah. of course, amount that. of talent or uh, skill. Yeah, and of course, when you practice, you shouldn't be counting the hours. You should be like focusing on like issues and like focusing on like specific things you do, not like mm-hmm. on the clock. It's like uh, um, important. Uh, the, the practice should be focused and uh, intentional. Yeah, mm-hmm. and only then you make uh, intentional progress, yeah. right? That's true. Is this the same for you when you play organ idea? Uh Yeah, of course. The more I get time to play, and yeah, it becomes better, and I enjoy it more. So, yeah. I would recommend to play as lot as you can. Airi, is it more difficult for you to play the organ or sit down on the organ bench? Uh, sit down. Definitely, because we have a lot of other things to do in our work and everybody's always asking to do something and could you come and play this one and this one and we have to sort out a lot of things so at last when I get to the organ I enjoy it so much when I get time to play. It's a privilege, right? Yeah. Practice is privilege. Uh, my uh, organ professor from Eastern Michigan University, Pamela Reuter Finstra, used to say And I never forgot this saying, practice is pretty privileged, not only for organ, for tuba, for anything, right? right well, yeah, yeah, that's one of the advice I would give for like young music students, is that like, when you're a music student, you can use like all the, like your waking hours, you can use them to practice, but you have to like learn how to work smart instead of like hard, since like it's not going to be always the case that you can like spend as much time as playing as you want, like there's going to be times when you have like family, you have other work you have like you have to like schedule and you have to really like make everything out of the two or three hours you actually like devoted for practicing so you have to like work you have to learn how to work like, get the most out of those hours you actually are practicing and uh, what fascinates you about the organ today is it the same thing as uh, when you first started or something different um, all the organs are different so that's why I asked to If I can play this organ because I'm interested in different kinds of instruments. Uh, actually, now my fascination is old historical um, stops and pipes uh-huh. because they sound so beautiful and I can almost like feel it in my body how soft it sounds. So it's kind of a best musical therapy that you can ever get to listen to nice organ pipes. <laughs> yeah, and of course. Um, there are different times. Sometimes I'm interested in modern music, sometimes old music. So 
it's good to have a possibility to choose which kind of music to listen to, play. What about uh, you, Thomas? I know you you work uh, in a different field right now, right? I do, yeah. uh, so, what is this field? Uh, tell us. Uh, I work for one healthcare company. I do marketing. Mm -hmm. So it was basically I, I graduated from Sibelius Academy a few years ago, and uh, that's actually where I met my wife. But um, it just turned out that the work field for the tuba player in Finland was somewhat limited. Mm -hmm. So uh, actually. I was young and I needed money, so I went for the business. <laughs> Do you mean that organists in Finland have more opportunities than tuba players? They do. Seems like oh. there are, I think, seven fixed positions in Finland for the tuba players, and there are quite a few, many more people who are actually willing to have them. So, and organists like the situation is much more happy since they have many, many, many fixed positions in churches. So. It's different that way but um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um do, do you happen to know thomas about any uh, english speaking uh, podcasts about tuba and tuba music and for tuba players in the world i don't actually i, don't. I, I think there is one but i actually like look look try to look something up but i couldn't find any that's your opportunity, right? Uh, when I first started uh, recording those conversations, there wasn't any any uh, organ-related uh, conversation interview at all, right? There is like American uh, public media pipe dreams, but it's not a conversation. It's like more uh, organ music broadcast, uh, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, like yeah. radio. Um, so, so somebody had to start, right? And I did. And you might be the first for two. <laughs> you think about that. Yeah, you, and you know marketing, and uh, that's <laughs> like it's true for you. It's your uh, second nature now. Um, of course, telling stories and uh, relating to people, mm -hmm. uh, these things work. Uh, when you want to connect with other tuba players, and then your network will grow and your uh, reputation and everything else. Like a side uh, side effects, mm -hmm. too. and op uh, opportunities will open up for you. Doors will open, uh, phone calls, everything. Mm -hmm. So uh, whenever uh, somebody closes the doors for you today in a global world, you can open some other doors yourself. Right? It's it's nothing really stops us, right? Uh, from from taking initiative. And making mistakes, right? Uh, mistakes are not not uh, mortal, right? Uh, they will not kill us. Mm -hmm. So, if if something doesn't work, we could adjust and uh, learn from mistakes and go further, right? That's true. That's Wonderful. So, guys, what are your plans for the future? Then, uh, what would you like to play next? And uh, and um, where do you go from here today? We are planning our springtime in Vantaa. Uh, we have a lot of concerts. I'm very eager to get to hear a famous jazz saxophone player in our church. And of course, we have a lot of choirs in the Corso area. So we are doing a big concert together to collect some charity money and yeah, different kinds of things. I I think yeah, there are lots lots to do and. Different. I like your initiative, right? Uh, it's important not only uh, play the organ, but to be in the middle of things and maybe be in the center of things uh, okay. to connect other people. If you are a connector, 
yes. you know, you you make things happen. Yeah, right. that's true. Yeah, and you can almost always add organ to any, um, like, choir concert or anything. So, like, people get to know this instrument better. Mm -hmm. yeah. What about you, Thomas? Well, I think we are going to Kaunas tomorrow, maybe. So that's like the shortest term plan is to go to Kaunas. We are here in Vilnius as a tourist. But um, other than that, well, I'm looking forward. I actually haven't had time to see the uh, seasonal programs for the Helsinki orchestras, but I'm looking forward for the good concerts that are coming up for the Helsinki Philharmonic Orchestra and the Radio Philharmonic Orchestra. Fantastic. When you go to Kaunas, uh, make sure you go to the cathedral, because this organ, although it's the largest organ, 64 stops, second largest organ is in Kaunas Cathedral, 63 stops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the organ builder who managed the design of this instrument, Rimantas Guchas, wanted to be to make it a little bit larger <laughs> than, than Kaunas Cathedral, organ made by Josef Radavich, our 19th century romantic organ builder. Uh, so, so yeah, historically speaking, that organ is more even important now. It's okay. recently restored now and in a good condition. Okay. Uh, very romantic with gothic case, neo-gothic case, and uh, you will, dark, dark place. Not like here, everything is white, but you will, you will feel like, like you enter the neo-gothic uh, space and back in time, some century. Nice. Different than this one. Wonderful. Thank you so much, guys. I'm so delighted we met. Uh, I'm. I'm glad I said yes, and uh, I'm glad you had the bravery to write to me, and uh, uh, that the lady who is downstairs gave you my phone number and uh, and uh, email address, right? And uh, and you did the research, and we met. This is important to take initiative and not wait for opportunities to come, but uh, make opportunities, right? Exactly Wonderful. Right. So I wish you good health in 2018, first of all, and uh, besides that. All the creativity you could master and share with the world and so that your dreams will come through in this year and beyond. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank, thank you that we can be here and get to know to this world. And welcome to Finland anytime. Thank you. I, I hope we'll see each other again. I, I know we'll see each other on Monday. <laughs> At least. Wonderful. If you liked this conversation, I encourage you to visit my blog Secrets of Organ Playing at organduo.lt where you will find lots of insights, practical advice and training for every area of organ playing. You can subscribe to this blog for free to get your daily dose of inspiration and to be the first to know when any of my future podcasts roll out to help you reach your dreams in organ playing. I'm Vida Spinkavichus. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you online really soon.